Bang. We are live. Another full card breakdown. This time for Rafael Fizai versus Mateus Gamrot. Should be a good card. Actually, I'm looking forward to this card quite a lot. I think it was last week or the week before. The, the pay-per-view was a really, really bad pay-per-view. I don't think it was the... the um, the Spivak one. Last week, right? Grasso. No, that wasn't a pay-per-view either. We had a pay-per-view recently that was really, really bad. And subsequent cards and prior cards were a lot better, even though there wasn't pay-per-view. And I think this fits the bill. This is a pay-per-view that is... Uh, this is a fight night that was probably better than that pay-per-view. And like Fubu was saying, yeah, it was the Australia card. Who headlined that? Adesanya Strickland. That was a really bad card, right? Um, on paper, at least. And I think this one's better. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'll break down the whole card today. There's a couple of fights I haven't taped. And I'm going to let you know what those fights are before. But I wanted to get it out anyway. I've been doing full card breakdowns week after week for a long time now. I've done the last two on Twitter, though. So if you haven't followed me on Twitter, go and follow me on there. Because I did two full card breakdowns. And we got like 85% of the fights right on those two full card breakdowns. But I only posted them on Twitter. I didn't post them on YouTube. So if you was waiting on YouTube for that, you wouldn't have seen them. But I'm back on YouTube this week. Like I said, man, I don't I don't really love these full card breakdowns because everybody does them. Everybody and their dog. So they're a little bit oversaturated. And ever since I started making content in the MMA betting niche, I've always tried to push the envelope to do things differently because it just gets boring otherwise. If everyone's doing something, for me personally, it's just boring in terms of creating so I like to do things differently, but everyone loves full card breakdown. So that's what I'm doing here. Um, so yeah, man, I, I, it's going to be a chill full card breakdown. If you've got any questions, please let me know. But I'll go for every fight and let you know my thoughts, picks, predictions, all of that stuff. Daz Farza saying he's got a cup of blood orange tea with NZ honey in my I just bet an overs mug. Daz is speaking to my heart right now. Blood orange tea. I like that, right? You know me for my mug. With whatever mad tea I have in there, could be chamomile, could be green tea. Tea in general, I love it because I'm English. With New Zealand honey, which is where I live, New Zealand. I'm not there right now, but it's where I live. And so that's speaking to my heart. And I love honey. And he's got it in an I Just Bet an Overs mug. I Just Bet an Over is an elite mug that I sell from my spread shop, which actually I'm going to put the link in it for, for it now. I've actually lost money on this um, store. The only reason I created it was for the MMA betting community. So if you wanted to support me, you can buy something. And if you wanted some cool MMA betting merch, because there was none out there, I created it for myself and for the community. But I don't make any money on it. I've actually lost money on it, but it's not for that. Like I said, I always like to push the envelope and do things differently. And there was no MMA betting merch out there at all. None. There was rarely, there was barely betting merch. So I created, um, I created a website. I'm going to post it. I'll post the link up now because I literally never um, advertised this, but probably I should. Let me just, um, I'm going to get the link for my, look, see, I don't even know the link for it. I'm going to get the link for my um, shop and then I'll post it in. And if anyone wants to buy anything, you can do. Or even just have a look because uh, there's some cool stuff on there. We got like MMA sharp t-shirts, MMA square hats, loads of random stuff. 
the best t-shirt in the game or the best design in the game i've got dog hunter which is like a dog and it's in a um crosshair it's quite funny <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm gonna go for throughout the full card now because i've been waffling for a while so the first two fights of the night are the, are the the girls fights and honestly i ain't taped these fights guys the reason is because looking at the lines they're two massive favorite lower level women's mma i'm probably not going to be on the on the favorites and then the underdogs there's rendon chick montserrat and um and then hannah goldie so i kind of looked at it and i was like yeah let me just put those to the back burner in terms of tape because i'm i've got so much fights to tape this week we had dana white's contender series and bellator obviously on dana white's contender series um was today we won three and a half units so that was good we cashed on Daniel uh, Allen, James Allen. And obviously, um, yeah, he he won the fight there at plus 250 underdog odds. So I was doing a lot of tape for that. And then obviously Bellator has 19 fights this weekend. So there's a lot of bets, a lot of tape. So I kind of just skipped these first two fights. I'm not going to go in on them. I'm not even going to speak about them. I will say though, Mizuki Inoue is a decent fighter. She's had some lackluster performances, but... The reason I was so high on Amanda Lemos way before anyone else was because I saw her fight Mizuki Inoue and she won that fight. And I was actually very impressed with Amanda Lemos. And I said after that fight, this girl might become champion. Obviously, she fought for the title there. So it was a good good call by me. But it was her performance against Mizuki that kind of showed me her skill set. And that says a lot for Mizuki, right? Because obviously I rated Mizuki to some level. Otherwise, I wouldn't be calling someone a potential future champion after beating her because it wouldn't mean anything. And obviously a lot of that was based on Amanda's skill set that I saw in that fight. But Mizuki still did her part there. Mizuki's a tough girl, very strong in the clinch. I remember specifically from that fight, she was very strong in the clinch against Amanda Lemos. And Angela Hill kind of used a little bit of that going forward. I mean, she even got caught in the head and arm in the clinch, sort of, by um, Jessica Andrade. So she's not great in a the clinch there anyway. But Mizuki's a strong girl. I think she's going to win the fight. But as I said, I'm not going to go too in-depth on him. The fight I have done tape on, Mohamed Usman versus Jake Collier. We'll just continue up the card. So I like Jake Collier in this spot, man. Um, I don't like to say it because betting on Jake Collier is not really something I love to be doing. It's not really something I love to be doing in 2023. I've called most of Jake Collier's fights well, though. I bet on Andre Arlovsky via decision against him. And I thought Jake Collier won that fight. But I still thought Arlovsky decision at plus 160 or whatever I got was a decent bet. You know, I'm, I'm cool with the bet. But I do think he deserved to lose the fight. I also bet on Carlos Felipe via decision against Jake Collier at like the same price, plus 160 or something. I also thought that was a good bet, although Collier also had a argument for winning that fight. And then I bet on Collier as a minus 400 favorite against Huggy Bear, Chris Barnett. I was going to say terrible bet, but a terrible result for me. He beat his ass badly, destroyed him. Fight could have been stopped in the first round, wasn't. He founded himself on bottom in the second round and couldn't get up, no gas. Very, very embarrassing result for me personally because I had a lot of money on Jake Collier at massively juiced odds. If you rerun the fight, I don't think he, Jake Collier is much worse than 80% in that spot. I bet him at minus 350. So 
it's crazy saying it, but there may have been value on my bet of on Jake Collier at minus 350. But it's also just hard to say because Jake Collier is just Jake Collier, you know. It's like, can there really ever be value on minus 300? But that's neither here or there. Um, for the most part, I've capped Jake Collier's fights well. I also bet against him with Martin Bidet, cash last time out. But he impressed me a little bit in that fight. I didn't think he'd do as well as he did. But he gassed out in that fight. So did Martin Bidet. He gasses out in most fights, Jake Collier. You know, most fights that hit three rounds, he gasses out in them. Usually loses the last round at a decent clip and definitely slows down. But for the first round and a half, he puts on a good pace. And I think in this fight, he's the clear side. I don't think he should be an underdog. In my opinion, this fight is a clear pick -em. If not, favorite upside for Jake Collier. I don't really think Mohamed Usman can win this fight cleanly. You know, if he wins it, I think it's probably a close split type decision. Whereas I do think Collier can finish Usman. You know, I think he can finish him on the feet because he throws such high volume. And Usman's not a great, <clears throat> not a great heavyweight. He's not a big heavyweight. Neither is Jake Collier, to be honest, in terms of like stature. Obviously, he weighs a lot. But I do think there is a chance that Collier could finish him. Like, he has finishing upside in this spot where I don't really think Usman has much finishing upside. If Jake Collier gets on top, it's going to do a lot more damage than if Usman gets on top, in my opinion. Also, Jake Collier has decent takedown defense. We know Usman's going to shoot. I just feel like this is an easy spot to bet Jake Collier, man. I don't like doing it because I understand it could be a close fight, close split fight. And a lot of people don't like betting on those fights that could go to close split because they're just not appealing. When you want to bet... When you bet on fighters, oftentimes you want them to dom you want them to dominate and finish, right? So I understand not betting on a fight that's going to go to a close decision. But if you think it's going to go to a close decision and one fighter's plus 150, you really should be taking a shot. I mean, plus 150 is not plus 120, right? Or plus 110. It's like it's a, it, it's quite a, a substantial line. So, yeah, I think Jake Collier's the side here. Of course, I can see Usman winning the fight. But in terms of a bet, I, I got Jake Collier. Next fight is uh, Jacob Malkoon versus Cody Brundage. Yeah, so Jacob Malkoon, massive favorite, minus 500. Can't necessarily say I agree because of his chin issues. But, I mean, he should just be able to ground Cody Brundage here and just take him down and do what he wants with him. But we've seen him knocked out before early we've seen him rocked before and cody brundage is probably gonna throw hellacious strikes from the get-go and that's that's always a struggle when you're betting a minus 500 i don't really think you can bet him at minus 500 here just because because of his chin issues, honestly. And if you go back to the Nick Maximov fight, which is a good fight to look at for Brundage, they both fought Maximov. But if you fight, look at Brundage's fight against Nick Maximov, you know, Maximov and Jacob Malkoon, very similar fighter. They throw a couple of jabs and go in for a single leg, right? That's really what they do. Yeah, Maximov is a little bit more tricky with the takedowns. You know, it's seen him do different types of takedowns. But for the most part, they're single leg merchants. And you know, Cody Brundage fought well against the single leg of Maximov. I'm not going to lie. You know, it was kind of a close fight. So I'm not massively surprised if he can do the same here and kind of reverse position a couple of times. But I still think he'll lose a decision if he does that, like he did in the Maximov fight. I'm obviously picking Malkoon. I think if it goes to decision, Malkoon is minus 500. I genuinely believe that if it goes to decision, his line is minus 500. 
So I understand why he's minus 500, but that's just telling one side of the story. Another side of the story is that he's got a bad chin and Cody kind of hits hard and, and he will throw. So, and he's quite volatile in terms of how he approaches fights and he just goes balls to the wall sometimes. So, hey, you know, Cody round one shot, you know, I know a few people have already bet that. I haven't bet it myself, but like instead of betting his money line, I probably would bet inside the distance KO or round one, but just something like that, just because I just can't really see him winning the decision here. But yeah, like Fubu said, uh, Brundage could KO Malcolm. I like him, but he's chinny. Best wrestler out of the sum Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, it's funny that he's the best wrestler. He actually trains at my old gym in Sydney, SRG, for his striking, his Muay Thai. And I know his Muay Thai is not that good. I know that doesn't look too good on my gym, but I mean, I think he could go to the best striking coach in the world and he probably wouldn't be a, a K1 athlete, right? Like he, he's going to do what he's going to do. He is the fighter he is. Um, single leg jab merchant but you're right he's a very very good wrestler coming out of um, the southern hemisphere like you said shout out to finesse the books blunt force mma prince of mischief got a few people there he's saying he'll be listening to this first thing in the morning or maybe my lunch break yeah i understand it's late here guys so apologies for coming out late but man whatever it's still here right brandon van thumbs up for the video people Yes, thumbs up for the video. Prince is saying, I actually don't like full card too many and they're long, so I can't get through them or unique content is always interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why I kind of chill. Fubu saying, if you want unique content, look up Lucrative's YouTube videos. Plenty of super helpful content. Yeah, and also I'd like to ask you, you know, my audience this question. I'm, I might start posting vlog style content on, because my life is quite fun, right? I travel a lot. I drive in nice cars. I eat at nice restaurants. So I was thinking of starting to do some vlog style content of that, just documenting my life. Also will be about MMA and gambling as well, because it is a big part of my life. Tape study, making bets, whatever it is. But if you'd like to see some vlog style content on my personal channel, not on lucrative MMA, of course, um, let me know. And maybe I'll start doing that. And also you can follow my personal channel on YouTube, which is where I'll post it, which I already post videos on there quite regularly, talking about things, nothing to do with MMA gambling, how to make money, mindset, loads of stuff like that, just helpful self-help stuff. On on uh, YouTube, it's Gambler JGB, Gambler JGB. Go and subscribe to me on there. I put out lots of free content. I mean, it's all free, just about life. But yeah, I might start doing some vlog style content. Um, what else we got here? Robert saying, cool site for the merch. Have it saved. Yeah, my merch is here if you want to go and uh, even look at some of the T-shirts and stuff. There's some cool stuff on there. Piers are saying, first few matches are rough on this card. Yeah, and that's why I haven't done it. Lambo plays and Lou Monk. Happy hour. Good too. Yes, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'll go back to the comments soon, yeah? Uh, All right. We got the next fight is Tim Means versus Andre Fialho. I kind of feel like Fialho's going to knock him out. Tim Means is getting on. Fialho's also getting on. I mean, he's lost his last few fights, but I don't mind Fialho's style. I think it's not bad. I know he's lost multiple fights in a row, but his style's not great for decisions. You know, I don't like his styles for decision. I, I think he's got a terrible decision stat. Like, he's hardly ever won one or some, something like that. I remember it from um, when I was taping him this week. I was having a look at his 
I think it was him. Let me have a look. I was looking at his um, record and it's like most of his wins are inside the distance. So he doesn't have a great... Yeah, let's see. So decision... Yeah, I mean, so this guy never really goes to decision. He's won a couple split and majority decisions, but yeah, he, he's lost. As far as I can see, he's two and two in decisions. And the two decisions he's won was a split decision against an eight and six guy and a majority decision. Um, so yeah, this guy's not a decision fighter. So I don't think his his style is good for MMA in the just in general, because obviously, let me just kick this back here. Because obviously, hopefully you can still hear me. Let me know if you can't. Because obviously, if you're not winning a fight via decision, then your style's not great for MMA. But what I mean is, I like his style, at least for inside the distance or at least for knockouts, because he times his shots very well. He's able to corral fighters up against the fence. A lot of fighters, you know, if they're better than him, he can't do it. You know, he's not the highest level guy. But... I just don't mind his style of striking, you know. I feel like he's quite calm, patient. He's got a very good left hook. And I just like his style. It's quite aesthetically pleasing. Obviously, it's not super high level. It's been shut down multiple times now. Buckley, Michelle Pereira, Muslim Salikov. These guys are better strikers than him. If they're better striker, if they got more tools, they're probably going to outpoint him, probably knock him out. But I think if you're not a better striker than him, you might get knocked out, man. And I, I can't say Means is a better striker than him. I think Means has more tools, but at this stage in his career, I think his reaction times are his reaction times is probably too slow. And I just think he's gonna get caught, man. I can't really see a world in which he doesn't get caught in this fight. Now, look, he may come through it. I've seen multiple times where Tim Means has maybe been rocked a couple of times, but he's been able to win the fight still. And I won't say multiple times I've seen it, but I've seen fights where he's, he's, get, he's getting hit. It's the dirty bird, man. He steps into the pocket and he does get hit. But he's got good boxing in the pocket and he's got decent kicks. And he's got good grappling, which has been going to a little bit more recently. Um, shooting a lot of takedowns recently. But I don't know, man. I, I just got a feeling that Fialho is going to catch him. And I might even bet it. I might even bet Fialho inside the distance or something like that. What line can we get on that at the moment? So I can see that under is juiced up. I wouldn't be betting the under, even though I do think it finishes. Um, can anyone tell me Fialho inside the distance, what we're looking at? I can get it up, but I've got to use a VPN and shit's just going to take a while. Um, Fialho inside the distance. What are we saying? Anyone know what that is? Man, shout out to everyone here because there's a lot of... Um, a lot of comments. I'm gonna. I'm about to get to them. Anyway, Fialho inside the distance is like something that I may look at. I, I just think he's going to catch him. Yeah, you can make a case for uh, the dirty bird. Of course you can. You can make a case for that guy in every fight almost. You know what I mean? But I feel like he's getting too old. And yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I just I just feel like Fialho is going to catch him here. I could be wrong. I'm not super confident. Like I just I just think I think he's going to be able to time him with a left hook. I think Dirty Bird's going to get rocked in this fight. And Fialho's a good finisher, so. Uh, the next fight is, who we got? Da Daniel Argueta versus Miles um, Johns. I think this is a bit overcorrection, honestly. Um, I, I think there's a bit of an overcorrection on the line. Argueta was minus 
190 at some point. Uh, he's minus 175. A little bit of money came back for Miles Johns now. To be honest, ma'am, I think this is a very close fight. I think this could be called a pick'em even because Miles Johns, I don't think he's just going to get wrestle fucked like Arguetta potentially could do to some other opponents. You know, we see him take down Ronnie Lawrence, get him in that guillotine, which was just a, um, a strange outcome overall by the referee and stuff. But obviously, he was taking him down there. He was looking good on the ground. I don't think he's going to be able to do that to Miles Johns. I think Miles Johns is a good wrestler. I think he's short, stocky. I think he's strong. And I think at least early, I think he's going to be able to defend some takedowns from Arguetta. And so then it looks like the fight is going to be on the feet for some time, right? If the fight's on the feet, I favor Mars Johns. I mean, it's probably going to be close. I don't, don't think it's a major discrepancy either way, but Mars Johns has power. He hits hard. <clears throat> Honestly, think he's improving, man. I mean, the guy's a good fighter, Mars Johns, you know. I know he's lost some fights in the UFC, and obviously he's um, looked down upon a little bit because... I think a lot of people faded him and cashed at like plus 200 uh, on John Castaneda against him. But this is not Castaneda, man. This is not like a really good striker who's going to keep getting up from bottom. This is not the fighter. I think I'd probably favor Johns on the feet, or at least it will be close. And he can get takedowns of his own as well, man. He really can. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I like Miles Johns at the line anyway. I'll say that. What else we got? Um... Fubu, I go go on some more comments now. Fubu saying the new was meant to be the next big thing four years ago. Yeah, how, how time has changed, right? I don't know why she's been out. By the way, something I've well, I didn't even go into that fight, but something I know about that fight is that Anue's been off for like three years or something, two years, and I don't really know why. So if anybody knows why, can they let me know? Because I haven't looked into that fight yet. I haven't looked at that. How are we doing saying besides steak, what are your stable meals to upkeep health? So yeah, I go through phases, man. Like for a big portion of my life, I had a lot of green smoothies. That shit gives you a lot of energy. And that shit will make you... How can I put this PG for everyone out there? It's very good for blood flow, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you have a green smoothie every morning, trust me, your missus is going to be happy with you every evening. So I had that for a lot of period of my life. I definitely felt more energized when I was doing that. But just try to keep it clean, man. But honestly, I've been eating a little bit unclean lately because I've been traveling. And you know how it goes when you're traveling and that's a bit tough. But yeah, I'd say steak is the one. I love steak, man. Best food in the world. Big fuck off steak and green smoothies. That's all you need, man. Strong caveman diet. Um, food with fading Usman is easy. Yeah, exactly. Yadif saying Collier's photo today makes him look like he scrapped McDonald's. Yeah, he looks all right. He had his T-shirt on, though. You know what I'm saying? But he, he looked all right, though. We'll have to see that T-shirt off, though. Finesse the book saying, my man, send the link. You want to come in? Brother, honestly, I'm probably just going to bang this one out on my own today because I don't have too much battery on this laptop right now. Uh, as you can see, I'm in a random place. Um, and I'm just going to get out of here in like 20 minutes. So I just want to do it by myself. But we'll definitely do one in the future. Blunt Force is saying Usman striking looked trash versus Junior Tafa and Tafa's takedown defense looked trash. Yes, you're right. That's far as it was so it, it was and it was so funny. Huggy Bear is elite. Yeah, man. Sophie's saying we all had that bet that night, including me. Yeah, we got fucked on that one, but is what it is. Um, do I like the over as a bit of a hedge if Collier doesn't get the KO? What's the over? Let me have a look at the line then. <clears throat> A little bit sick as well. I've been a little bit sick, if you hear a bit nasally. 
don't worry about me, guys. You know, I've still been cashing tickets, even when I'm sick. By the way, we've won 10 of the last 12 events. So we're on a massive heater right now. And as you know, in sports betting, things go in waves. Uptrends, downtrends, neutral periods. Right now, we're on an uptrend. So it's a good weekend to sign up. LucrativeMMABetting.com. If you want to find out more about my packages, I suggest you sign up and get paid. We've got 112 units profit. I didn't do a live stream for that. I was going to. Once we passed 100 units of profit for 2023, I was going to do a live stream. I didn't do it. Whatever. I'm saying it now. It's been a crazy year, man. It's been an amazing year. And it's funny because over July and August, we had quite a few losing events and a lot of people quit. And now they're all signing back up again. But I'm like, we've just won 10 of the last 12 events. You quit before the 10 of the last 12. You've missed 10 events. You've missed 10 events of profit and now you're joining back up again. You should have just rid out the losses, which is inevitable in sports band. And then you would have won 10 of the last 12 events. You wouldn't have to rejoin. Now, of course, if you rejoin, you're still going to win a lot of money because I'm going to keep on winning like I have done for the last four years. And many years prior to that, untracked. But it's like, it's just silly, you know, but obviously I understand losing is tough to take. So, and that's why not everybody's a gambler, right? That's why there's only a very small percentage of people who gamble professionally because you just, people just can't ride out the, 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 the losing periods, but we've won 112 units this year. So <laughs> losing periods mean nothing if I've won 112 units, but yeah, with that being said, if you want to sign up for this weekend, it's a very good weekend to sign up because there's 19 fights on the Bellator card. We've won 10 of the last 12 events. We're going to win more events. This weekend is a start and tons of fights to bet on. UFC, the biggest MMA card I've ever seen in Bellator and we've got regional scene. So yeah, um, I don't mind over two and a half. Yeah, at, at, at minus 135. I, I think it's actually quite decent. I think it should be more juiced than that. So I don't mind it. I don't know if I like it as a hedge. That's a different argument, right? Would I bet it against a bet on Collier? I don't know about that. It's, it's tough for me to say. I have to think about it a little bit more in depth. But as a standalone bet, I like it. Robert Tarver saying Brundage is on a free fight loss streak. I know. Um, Paizo saying, would have loved to get Brundage KO1 at the early 1000 number. Now I can't really bet it after the steam. I didn't even know it had been steam, man. I hadn't looked that far. So, yeah. Um, Hassan saying Brundage looked horrendous against Dumas. Yeah, he looked bad, man. I bet on Dumas there, I think. Brundage had no clue what to do against Dumas. Punt on Cody finish only. Yeah, something like that. Um, Plump Boy saying thanks for the breakdowns. All right. And I'll get to the other um, comments soon. Let's carry on with the card. Uh, Ricardo Ramos versus Charles Jordan. Another fight that I need to do more tape on. Um, the only fight on the card that I need to do more tape on. And I need to tape the first two chick fights. Which is going to be fun. Wish me luck. So, yes, I've watched that one fight of each, honestly, to be completely honest. I haven't gone into this fight yet. I watched one fight of each, but it was late when I did it like a few days ago. I was just tired and I was like, yeah, okay, I can't be bothered. Um, but I'm going to do it after we get off here. So I think um, Ramos is going to go for the takedowns here because that's the way you beat Charles Jordan. You take him down. We've seen multiple times now. He loses fights from being taken down. Shane Burgos, 
fight. Um, who's the other fighter he lost to for getting taken down? It wasn't Nathaniel Wood. My boy Nathaniel Wood pieced him up on the feet, so it weren't it weren't Wood fight. Even though he dropped him many times with um, sweeps, beautiful sweep. Um, Charles Jordan, he got beat by Andre Feely via the takedowns. Thank you. So we know the guy can get grounded and stuff. And Ramos will shoot takedowns. Um, I think the line's about accurate from what I can see early. Charles Jordan's going to have bigger moments on the feet. He's way more durable. He's way more liable to come forward. Ramos kind of has to have a nearly perfect game to beat Charles Jordan. He needs to get takedowns in three rounds and... He's got some good striking as well, but I just feel like Charles Jordan will catch him at some point because the durability edge is just massive. I mean, Charles Jordan is way more durable than Ramos. So I just think that durability edge will show in the fight over 15 minutes, unless Ramos is just top time in him every round, which I don't really think he can do. I feel like he could be up two rounds and then Charles Jordan would have a massive third round. So yeah, man, but I'm, I'm going to tape it a little bit more because I do want to see... Ramos' top control a little bit more specifically. I feel like that's what the fight will come down to, guys. I think it's going to come down to how likely Ramos is to shoot, get takedowns, and then how good his top control is. Because I feel like if the fight's on the feet for 15 minutes, Charles Jordan's going to hurt him, probably drop him. Even though I feel like Ramos might be a better striker. But again, I need to look into that because I can't really remember it too tough with the one fight I've just watched. Um but I'm almost certain Charles Jordan is going to pile on the pressure a little bit more and probably get knockdowns and stuff. The next fight is Brian Battle versus AJ Fletcher. <clears throat> AJ Fletcher's appealing. Uh, AJ Fletcher's appealing for me to bet on. I just can't do it. The guy's a gasser, man. I bet on him in his first fight in, in the organization against Matthew Semmelsberger at plus 205. And in round one, I thought there was an argument for a 10-8. I was like, this is the bet of the century. And then he just completely gassed out and lost two rounds and ended up losing a decision because no one gave him a 10-8. Or at least two out of the three judges didn't. So after that, I was like, all right, this guy's a gasser. And then obviously in the Lusa fight, he hurt Lusa. But then he kind of tired out again. I think this guy's definitely a gasser. But he stays tough, right? He's never been finished. So it's not like this complete gas he just completely capitulates he stays tough so you know there is a world in which he gets a takedown in round two and he's probably going to dominate round one for a bit so there is a world in which he wins two to one but i think it's going to get ugly for him in round two and round three you know what's battle sub because i feel like he'll be shooting a lot What's battle submission, boys? Because I feel like he'll be shooting a lot. So that might be like a sneaky play. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to bet on this fight. I'm definitely not betting battle on minus 200 because of all the wrestling um, upside for AJ Fletcher. And because I think AJ Fletcher's a good fighter with good skills, he just gasses out. I don't really want to be laying a minus 200 against a good fighter with good skills. But yeah, I'll pick battle for the, for the minus EV comeback win inside the distance or at least it will look minus ev maybe it was plus ev because the guy just going to turn it on late every single time they fight 
because sometimes illusion of value or illusion of no value is also rife. We see it all the time. People make massive statements about a certain fight. But first of all, we just don't know how other iterations would go. And then also, sometimes a fighter will, like I mentioned this years ago, and it's been repeated a lot over MMA, Twitter and YouTube and whatever it is, but you can have illusion of value. Like a fighter could win a close decision, but they could win a close decision all the time. So like Tracy Cortez winning a close decision as a favorite, super close. Some people scored it for Jasmine. You could say that Jasmine was value, but then it just might be the case that Tracy Cortez does enough like almost every time they fight. And so Cortez may be minus 400 in that spot where we just never would know. And I bet on Jasmine, by the way. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not making any assumptions on that fight. I'm just saying um, sometimes there's illusion of value or no value. So I could see in this spot that maybe battle gets dominated in round one, but like, and everyone thinks it's a minus EV win because he wins in round two or wins in round three after being down two rounds. But it's like, unless fin Fletcher finishes him, he's always going to gas. Battle's always going to come strong. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think um, AJ Fletcher will do well early, but he probably capitulate late, but I'm not going to lay anything. If anything, I will, I will bet AJ Fletcher. I would bet AJ Fletcher gun to my head in this spot, but I'm not going to bet it because... Um, I just really think he's going to gas out. All right, we've got a couple of fights left. Three fights left. I'll hit up some more um, comments. Good afternoon. Plump Boy saying thanks for the breakdown. Oh, you're welcome, brother. Um, Mo Miz, Money. Blunt Force MMA saying vlogs mixed with the other vids you've been doing would be mad. Yeah, so like I said, I've been doing a lot of videos on my personal YouTube channel, Gambler JGB. Go and subscribe now. Um, I just give out mindset and tell stories about my life as well. I told the story about how I made over half a million dollars from betting on, on MMA um, through manifestation. Basically, I said I was going to win it. And it's a long story. You can go watch the YouTube video. I go in-depth on the actual full story. But basically, I said I was going to win $200,000 from sports betting in certain year. And then the following year, I had, I won over double that so that's a good story that's a that's a funny story about manifestation or a fun story big bird saying lucrative and big steve mukbang will break mma twitter should we do that yeah should we do that live mukbang i've heard i don't know what this is yeah but a girl once told me that it's like when people eat food or something like that is that what it is the internet's the internet's a weird place man yeah i don't think i'll be doing that but you already know something's coming with Big Steve soon, so just be aware of that. We've got Danny P. UFC saying, means as a dog is probably better at every aspect of MMA than Phil Howe and maybe even more durable, but that decline in 10-year age difference stat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. But like, you know, that happens all the time, by the way. Something I wanted to mention about that fight as well, I thought about it the other day that I wanted to mention that about this fight if I did a stream, was that we get it almost every week where it's like one fighter's durability is kind of shot they're kind of old but they're fighting this new up-and-comer which they're better than them at mma but they're older way older a lot of the time and they're just way less durable it's like the old versus the new we see it with jack Della on his come up when he fought guys like danny roberts you know it's like danny roberts probably better at mma i mean jack's probably only better at pocket boxing right but obviously he's amazing at I shouldn't say that because like he's really good at foot. His footwork is really good. And 
setups and stuff like there's a lot of things that you don't see but in general Danny Roberts is much better than Jack Della at you know wrestling jiu-jitsu grappling whatever it is but he got knocked out in round one and it happens a lot and it's very hard to first of all time the capitulation but also weigh up a fighter's skill sets versus the intangibles so this is something that everybody here should take away from this stream if you don't take anything away from this stream Take what I'm about to say next away from this stream. And like I always say, I I don't like giving out who's going to win this weekend. Because once the, the fight is done, once Means gets knocked out by Fiaho or whatever it is, that once that result is done, you can't use my analysis on Means and Fiaho ever again unless they rematch. But then you can't even use it because I'd have a different analysis after the rematch because they've already fought once and time had passed. But if I tell you how to gamble, you can take that with you forever. And I'm going to tell you how to gamble now. MMA, right? There's three. This is how you break down a fight. Three ways, right? Stylistically, statistically, and intangibles. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything more than that. So first of all, you break down the stylistics of the fight. See who's the better striker. How their styles merge. Is it a striker versus a grappler? Is it a striker versus a striker? How have these fighters done facing similar opponents in the past? Look at the stylistics of the fight. Does he drop his lead hand every time he throws a straight? If he does do that, does the guy have any counter hooks? You know, whatever it is, stylistically, how they match up stylistically. And then statistically, meaning does someone have a reach advantage? Does someone have an age advantage? All the statistics for the fight, volume edge, whatever it is. I actually used a lot of statistics. Well, I mainly use stylistics, but I used a decent amount of statistics when Firo fought Nami Yunus recently because I had seen that Firo just throws out a lot more volume than Nami Yunus. And that's one of the reasons I better. And the third way is intangibles. And obviously, this is you need to look at all three when you're capping a fight. So stylistically, cap it that way. Statistically, cap it that way. And then the intangibles. What I mean by the intangibles is... Does a fight have the dog in them, right? Cardio. Cardio is an intangible. Durability is an intangible. It's similar to what my boy Z used to say when he used to talk about hardware, but it's a little bit different because the intangibles is also not only hardware, it's also have they had a long layoff? That's an intangible. If they've had a five-year layoff, they're probably not going to come back looking great. So that's an intangible. Flights have they have to have they had to fly across the world for this fight, right? Have they just left their gym? So all of these intangibles, basically, you take all three of those things: stylistic, statistics, and intangibles. You mix them into the pot and you make your prediction. Voila! That voila! That is how you make a prediction on MMA fights. Bang! Um, Strain Hunter, yo yo, means like thirty UFC fights knocked out one time. Yeah, but he's been subbed a lot. And he's been club and subbed as well. I remember D-Rod. That was basically a knockout. And D-Rod basically knocked him out, but it goes down as a sub. So you have to also not only look at the wiki cap it, not only look at how they ended, but also watch the fights because he's been getting rocked a lot. And especially lately. That's another thing. This is all intangibles, like I just said, because, yeah, he's had 30 UFC fights. And I think he got knocked out. I don't know. I feel like he got knocked out more than once. I feel like it was twice. Anyway, point is that 
his durability is slowing down lately, right? Even Kevin Holland, he hurt him on the feet and then he subbed him. Um, Daniel Rodriguez hurt him, subbed him. Now, not only has he been getting wobbled and also um, subbed, club and sub, but also a lot of his durability has gone lately. So, yeah, maybe he had 30 UFC fights or whatever it is, but a big portion of that was early on in his career to which when his durability was fine. So we can't really look back on that. Oh, he's he hasn't been knocked out in 25 fights. Yeah, but 20 of those fights, his durability was fine. It's only gone in the last few years, right? So you kind of have to almost ignore 20 fights. So that's, you know, uh, another intangible. It's like, yeah, the durability is going, but only lately. So we should look lately. Fiaho inside the distance is minus 135. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that at all, but... Yenev saying, if Means lands a double leg round one, it's interesting. If not, might be nap time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, man. If it goes to a decision, I'd love a Means ticket. I'd say that now. I'll say that straight up. What's Means' decision, actually? Because, like, the over is plus money. So, bro, Means' decision is going to be, like, 400 or something like that. Can someone tell me what Means' decision is? I feel like it might be four, 500 or something, which I don't mind a little half-unit shot on that. Jones' fight comes down to his cardio. Could do. Could do. But I just... Yeah, could do. Agueta fights at a high pace. I, I, I concede that and I agree with that. Um, keep training with Valentina, though. Me, me, knee injury. Mizuki in, in a way has a knee injury, but she's been training with Valentina. Okay. Under 1.5. Meat smoothies pussy. I should make that my new YouTube channel. Meat Smoothies Pussy. I feel like we would go viral. Hassan saying, yo, Daz, what's your Twitter Insta? Daz replied. Everyone follow Daz Files. Big supporter of the MMA community. So everyone support him. Bang, what's up, my brother? My guy, riding high. You know we're riding high, boy. You know we're riding high this year. 112 units profit. He has been a member for three months. My guy, Enzo saying he lost and won a lot. I just wish there was a way to lose less. Can you go over how to maximize profits from using your picks? Just stay with me long term, bro. That That's really the way. Stay with me long term because like, I'm going to go through losing periods. I'm going to do it. And obviously, I'm always trying to get better and try to um, minimize losses always, right? So I'm always going to be updating my style. I'm still updating my style to this day because there's different gaps in the market and different edges appear. So maybe one year I'm smashing props because there's a specific uh, area in props where the bookies are not capitalizing on. But then maybe the next year they've stopped those props, which literally happened a couple of years ago, guys. I was destroying over one and a half and goes to decision on heavyweight fights. Because the bookies were just lacking there, right? It'd be like Collier, Collier Arlovsky would be like plus money to go to decision. And I'm like, these big boys are fat and they gas out. They're going to go to decision. And it was like, I remember I would, I would get over one and a half in fights like Felipe Collier, stuff like that. I like pick them for the over one and a half. Nowadays, that over one and a half is minus 200, minus 250. So, you know, certain years I'll bet differently than other years because different edges appear. And also because I'm always updating my betting strategy because I'm always doing reviews on my past bets 
like this year, I already did a review on the last nine months. I think I did it like in July. So it was the last seven months. And I had realized that I was losing a lot of money on props. And so I've literally cut down some props now. I'm just being a bit smarter when I'm playing my props. So I'm always doing reviews on my betting process and updating my strategy accordingly. So just by staying with me and trusting my process, the minim the losses will minimize just naturally as I improve my betting process. But then the 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 short answer that to that question is just ride out the losses because there's going to be way more wins. If you stayed from if you joined me in January the first to this day, you would be up 112 units of profit. You didn't need to do anything. All you needed to do was stay throughout all of the winning periods, which is very easy to do. And then through all of the losing periods, which is very hard to do. If you do that, you would have been up 100 units. It's all 112 units, all documented, all on betmma.tips. I don't even post the best odds available. I don't post any openers. I am up more than 112 units personally because I can bet much better odds than I tip. Much better. My betmma would be way higher right now if I tipped what most people do, openers, shit lines, um, all of that stuff, right? And I don't. So you may even be up more than that. But yeah, long story short, um, just stick with the process and you'll be up over 400 units in less than four years like I am. Big Bird saying, up trends will continue next weekend when the great Dylan Took returns to battle. Bro, I can't believe I didn't bet Dylan Took in that fight, man. We spoke about that. And I can't believe I didn't bet Dylan Took in that fight. I think I bet... Oh, man, I don't think I bet him at all, you know. Shit, man. I'm so upset about that. It was like plus 500 or something. Who is he fighting? I didn't know he's coming back. What a legend, bro. <laughs> Dylan the Nuke, man. He's from the flats. I like Dylan. Enzo, does Fizayev get a TKO? We're getting on to that soon. And without further ado, by the way, I'm going to come back to all the um, comments. So if you've got any questions or anything, please ask me because I'm here. I'm here. I'm a man of the people. All right. The next fight we have is... Um, Michelle Rodriguez versus no Michelle Watson versus Marina Rodriguez. This is a rematch. I don't know why the hell they're fighting again. Massive favorite Marina, deserved favorite. Michelle ain't gonna win this fight. What's she gonna do? Takedowns. I bet against Marina in our last fight because Verna Jandaroba is a motherfucker on the ground, and we got her like plus two hundred, right? But Michelle Watson's washed, man. She's washed, and she's not very good on, anyway on the ground. What's she gonna do? Like get takedowns. I bet the under in this fight last time, and it. Went to a decision, a five-round decision. It was kind of annoying. I might bet the under again, honestly. What price are they giving us? They might give us a good price, you know, because um, right, that's not bad, you know. Under two and a half, plus 260. Are you dumb? Bro, honestly, the under two and a half ain't bad. I might even go just Rodriguez KO, man. Probably get like four to one on that. Just because I feel like Watson's done. I bet the under the last time they fight, right? And just because that went to decision over five rounds, should I really completely forget my read? I don't think so, because looking at it now, right? First of all, Marina did tee off on her quite a bit in that fight. But it was more of a low-paced fight. Look, I know Karate Hot is extremely tough. It probably goes to decision, but I, I do think it's going to be a bit, bit of a beatdown. But I don't know, man. I've been a sucker a little bit lately for women's unders. I know my man Sean mentioned it. And even though I told him we profited on 
um, women's unders last week because we had loopy under at like plus 150. And then we also had the nuts and under, which I, I didn't actually watch the fight, but from what I heard, it was a decent bet. But even if it wasn't, we profited on women's unders. But in general, this year, I haven't actually done the data on that one specifically, but it seems like we've lost a decent amount of women's unders. So let me just kick back for a minute. But yeah, maybe I'll play it. I don't really know. But I think Marina Rodriguez is going to beat her up. I think she's going to piece her up. Um, yeah, I think she's a clear favorite in this spot. You could probably parlay her. I don't mind it. I think she's got value at minus 300. Um, yeah, she's probably over 80%. She's probably like 85% in this spot. Honestly, um, yeah, I do not see Karate Hearty winning this one whatsoever. Next fight is Bryce Mitchell versus Dan Ige. Yeah, so like I, I, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of value on Ige here at plus 170. Um, obviously, Bryce could just ground him and dominate him like he done to basically everyone he's ever fought, right? For the most part, Andre Feely dominated him. Edson Barbosa dominated him. Obviously, Tapori is, you know, next in line for the title shot. So there's no shame in losing that one. But Ige has good takedown defense when he's fresh. He's decent takedown defense. He, he's the way better striker. He hits harder. We don't know how Bryce Mitchell is going to come back after that fight, after the Taporia fight. I feel like the guy even retired after that fight. He was speaking about retirement, like bad, bad mindset. And you don't want to go into a fight with someone like Dan Ige if you're half thinking about retiring. Because Ige is going to hit you hard, man. Ige is one of the hardest hitters in the division. We've seen time and time again, people praise Ige's power. I think, you know, that famous one, the commentators always say, um, the Korean zombie said that Ige is the hardest puncher he's ever fought. And then he's knocked out a lot of guys. And then a lot of other people have mentioned that he hits really hard as well. So, yeah, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind a little shot on Ige, especially since the line is blown out now. At minus 150, uh, Bryce, plus 120 Ige, I wouldn't play him. But... I don't know. I just feel like there's some there's some potential value in Ige here. I think there's a little bit of unknowns how Bryce will come back as well. Um, but I can see Bryce just grounding him as well, kind of dominating because Ige's it's it's a mismatch. It's a, it's a mismatch on the ground. It honestly is. Ige's Ige's grappling defense is not great. We've seen him kind of dominated there um, by Korean Zombie, which was not great. Um, Yes, yeah, so I don't know, man. I, I might end up taking a shot on Ige, but... Yeah, it's either pass or Ige, in my opinion. Dog or pass, in my opinion, guys. Ryan High saying, didn't realize you was in NZ as well. <clears throat> yes, I'm not right now. But it is my home base. But I travel a lot, like I said. Danny P saying he likes AJ Fletcher, but he can't trust his gas tank and 10-inch reach disadvantage is crazy. A small shot on battle round three, possibly. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I'm fully with you. Damn, plus 275 for the under. Oh, no, plus 275 on sub. Who was I speaking about? Oh, Brian Battle. Eh. Yeah, sub 2-3 might be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that, to be honest. Howdy, Jimmy Wagwan. Shout out, bro. How are you? Um, Hallelujah saying, you guys talk about how crazy it is. Tim Means is plus 150 against an LFA fighter. I don't know, man. I already spoke about that. John saying battle looked horrible on the scales last fight and then won right away. Would be interesting to see what his cardio looked like with as much weight as he cuts now. What? Wasn't Fakradinov his last fight? I'm getting the, the um, 
Am I getting the dates mixed up? Oh no, he fought Gabe Green. Yeah, I remember that instant. Yeah, insta KO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, definitely at one seventy, right? Um, Scumbag saying you should link your personal channel in the description, bro. More traffic to it. Yes, I will do that. Mukbang is when people binge food for content, bro. What is the world coming to, man? Binge food for content. Jesus. Fialho couldn't get ancient Muslim Salakov to gas. Yeah, we got knocked out, though, by the better striker. I don't think Tim Means is so as good as Muslim Salakov. Salakov is an elite striker, man. He's a smart guy. Very smart on the feet. Shout out, Big Steve. We'll be doing... Um, We'll be doing a, a video soon. Robert saying 54 watching and only 20 likes. Have to hit the thumbs up and get James some likes for that. My man, Robert. Yeah, please hit the thumbs up button and get me some likes. You're all here anyway, right? It'll only take a second. Battle is the lock of the card. Thank you for um, telling me that, bro. I'll take out a mortgage. David is saying means decision plus 300. Books are sharp these days, man, especially on the props. Scumbag saying trust the process, Enzo. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's really what it is. Sophie's saying he's, he thinks Fihalho is going to get it done. Means is kind of old and slow. Without getting takedowns, I think he loses this fight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Can't see Waterson getting takedowns from distance. Nah, man, neither can I. Bet Karate Hottie by slit last fight and thought I had it when everyone doubted her. Yeah, true. That was close, man. Nuts and under looked minus 400. Yeah, fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> we move. Sean still doesn't like the woman's unders, even though we cashed on Loopy and the under look minus 400, apparently. No, I feel you, man. Sometimes it's... Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. You have to pick your spots. Hardest fight on the card, probably. Chalky Parlay, Marina Moneyline. All right, just a few people talking between themselves. How do I feel... How do I feel about KSI versus Tommy Fury? I feel like... Um... I feel like Tommy's going to beat him. I mean, why not? Tommy's decent, you know. Marina and Peter Queeley. Okay. All right. Uh, so main event time, man. Let me just bang out the main event and then I'll go. Um, Fizai versus Gamrock. Great fight. Really, really good fight. Um, really good fight, actually. I'm looking forward to it. One of the best fights this year, really, if you think about it. Uh, I like I like Fizai in this spot. Um yeah, I like Rafael Fizaev. I think that he's going to defend the takedowns and knock out, knock out Gamrot on the feet. It's really as simple as that. Gamrot's got a very good single leg series. I don't necessarily think he's going to be able to take down Fizaev off that since Fizaev has really good takedown defense and also very good balance. Even on one leg specifically, because he's a Muay Thai fighter, you know, so he learned how to fight in the clinch. And I think that's going to help him here, just his balance. Because obviously Gamrot's going to be trying to take him down, take him off, his, take his base away. Um, and I think the critical damage that will be delivered on the feet from Fizaev is going to be brutal. And I think he could, I think he's going to hurt Gamrot. If he doesn't get take, uh, if he doesn't get a finish, it's five round fight. I do see Gamrot, you know, maybe coming on late, but I feel like Fizaev's probably going to bank three out of the five rounds early anyway. I think there's a good chance he will do. 
And then considering how much damage Gamrot may have to take to get to round four and round five, I feel like that he could still win the later rounds just based on Gamrot's just damage badly. You know, we have to remember that even if he does get late, Gamrot's not just going to automatically win. He may have just took an insane amount of damage. So, you know, if you're beat up so badly, probably not going to win the final rounds, even if you have a cardio edge. So, yeah. Yeah, I like Fizzo having a spot. Not really much more to say, man. So that's it. Full car breakdown done. If you've got any questions for me, let me know because I will address them. If not, I'm off. Ige early on has a ton of value. Yeah, if the takedowns are coming, it's probably just going to get grinded out, but definitely has a good chance to win early. Danny's saying Bryce is feuding with his ex. She killed his crops and stole his dog, so he made a live stream breaking into a house. Is this a real thing? Is that a real thing? Dennis is saying, good morning. Just finished gym after a good night of Dana White's Contender Series again. Profit seven weeks with an amazing ROI. <laughs> Later on, I'll listen lucrative. Okay, bro. Well done for you, mate. And, and, and well done for going to the gym. Hope you had a good session. Does Fizai have cardio worry? Yeah, so just like I mentioned, um, I think that even if it gets late, Gamrot's probably going to be hurt, so kind of might even the cardio out. And he might be shit scared of Fiziev any and not do anything anyway because he'd been hurt already earlier in the fight. Blunt Force is saying Fiziev KO round two or round three. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. So, yeah, I kind of feel like that will happen. I left Fiziev in a spot, got three units on him at minus 136. This isn't even close on the feet, and I think he can finish Gamrot. Yeah, I agree. Real thing with Bryce, apparently. All right, well. Lump on Ige then, I guess. So that's it, guys. I'm done now. I will be back with some content as I always am. Um, not too many plans for the content game, although I will be up in the content, probably doing my personal content as well. If you want to see that, go to Gambler JGB, like I mentioned. And like I said, this is a very good weekend to sign up. We've won 10 of the last 12 events. And we're going to win 11 of the next 13. 11 out of 13, 12 out of 14. We're going to keep doing it. Great weekend to sign up because we have 19 Bellator fights, which we never have. Usually we have no Bellator fights. And anytime they do do a card, usually it's like a 10 fight card. Now we've got a 19 fight card. Basically, we have two Bellator cards this weekend, but they've just put it all on one card. And then we also have the UFC. So basically, I have three major organizations this week, if you compare them to the normal amount of fights. So that's three times the opportunity to make money. We could make three times the money. And then there's regional scene as well. And there was Dana White's Contender Series today, which we profited on. So if you would have signed up yesterday, you would have, or this morning, you would have um, made money on the Dana White's Contender Series already. And you're already going into the UFC this weekend with profit, but... Yeah, good weekend to sign up. LucrativeMMABetting.com to do that. And that's it. I'll be back next week as always. And maybe even I will be doing a live stream with Big Steve. So I don't know if I'm going to do that tomorrow or the next day, but it's coming soon. Robert saying, as always, James, you delivered the goods. Thank you. Thank you also. Danny saying, yeah, it's real. He's a nut. Peace out. Good stream. Mitchell's ex just killed all of his fruit trees. <laughs> all right, man.
All right, boys. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you on the next one. Good luck with all your bets. Let's keep cashing.